today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are having what may very well be our last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. discussion on feedback. Yeah, or at least our very last uh, dedicated S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, probably. S.H.I.E.L.D. feedback, right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeffrey. Randall, how you doing, buddy? I am exhausted, sir, but that's Why because exhausted? I work too much. Oh, yeah, that's true. You do. I do. So much so that my boss was like, I'm going to give you two extra days of PTO. I don't want to hear from you next Thursday or Friday. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Love a boss like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was like, okay, um, I'd prefer money, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, you need that. You need that sweet, sweet time off. I do. Uh, I think I'm going to sleep. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. I'm excited. Uh, my song, Welcome to the World, which is Marvel-themed, you guys should go listen to it. I'm actually going to drop it on the next episode, I think, uh, of the podcast, because it'll be a non-Shield episode. Um, and But yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it went live on Spotify today, so if you guys that's want... That's a good song. My first Marvel ever Marvel-themed song, so it's called Welcome to the World by The Garage. So if you want to check it out, that's my band, The Garage, and... Welcome to the world. I think it's really fun. Ashley Coffin, our common contributor over uh, and and regular co-host on uh, Trivia Night, is a uh, is 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 commissioned that song. So it's really fun. I really like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. I um I approve. Sweet. And the the art that that Dave did is also quite great. Right. He actually like the art from the from the song on Spotify, like the little, little cover art is like all has a bunch of references to, uh, to the thing that it's about, but also it has like actual comic book references in there too, that I really liked. He used the, yeah. the font from the actual comic book. Yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. Good job, Dave. I like the, uh, the, the tufting on the end of the crib. Oh, right. Like, right. <laughs> it's, it's very reminiscent of that nutsack of a chin. Yep. So yeah, I I was I, I'm trying not to spoil what the song's about because it's like the punchline is the is the punchline, but like yeah. So go listen to Welcome to the World and then check out the cover art on it. It's it's I really like it. I'm super pumped. Marvel Marvel content in Marvel music things. form. Yeah, <laughs> new Marvel content. New Marvel content. Yeah, new Marvel content, guys. <laughs> we're we're in a break. Shields over. Your 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 chance for Marvel content. <laughs> Welcome to the world by the garage. All right, um, let's get into the uh, the podcast. We're going to talk about your shield feedback today. That's it. That's it. We're just going to get kind of this last shield roundup. We're just going to cry. We're we're all going to cry together. Just weep. Yep. We're all going to we're going to reminisce over the past six years of podcasting, all seven right. years of television. Stop, stop, stop trying to evoke an emotional response. Let's keep it light. Let's have fun. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Matthew Williams says, was it just me or did the way they end Deke's story scream spinoff? It is not you. That is absolutely uh, the what it what it screamed. <laughs> That is 100%. Like, multiverse? Come on. <laughs> yeah. They basically created a universe and, and created the entire... Really, they created the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Like, I mean, they, yeah. they did it a little bit with um, Endgame, but in Endgame, the, with the exception of the Thanos 
um, this, the, the, the universe that Thanos left. Well, even that, like the way that the ancient one described it, like it sounded like just returning the stones would make the universes come back together as one. But in this, they like actually create, gave like more strict rules on that and made the, made it like a more clear thing. And I think now we clearly have a Marvel cinematic multiverse, you know? So I guess we're going to have to change the name of the podcast to the Marvel cinematic multiverse podcast. Yeah. And it looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> Call it MCM cast. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the if they keep doing stuff in it, like, and that's the thing, exactly as Matthew Williams said, the Scream spinoff. Like, if they if they do that, then we may we may have to talk. I think that we're going to see more uh, more multiverse type things and more multiverse uh, discussion uh, after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right. I think that that's gonna that's really gonna bring it out. Yeah, the fact that there's a movie with multiverse in the title. That seems right. like, and it's one of the May movies, right? Or one of the ones that's slated for May, which is normally like their bigger movies, their big tent poles. So yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big deal. Oh, eight forces. I think chorus power is life energy in a controlled way. It can heal like she tried with Jia Ying and succeeded with Daisy in an uncontrolled way. It destroys or burns with the floodgates all the way open. It can amplify other forces. That is wonderful headcanon. It just wasn't in the episode. <laughs> I, I, it is. It's wonderful headcanon. And then like, that's yep. the thing. They, that description that 084 just gave is literally all you needed. Fitz coming through, coming through the Ant-Man portal and like being like, hey, uh, no, we need Korra. Yes, her powers can be destructive, but her power, if harnessed correctly, does this. And then we're like, oh, great. That's an explanation. But, like, they didn't do that, and it annoys me. And we got a lot of feedback. I think we got a few other people defending the Korra stuff, so I won't go too deep. But, yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you, 84. That's a great headcanon. <laughs> I would I would like Fitz to have given more of an explanation as to why Korra was necessary. Um, yeah. Just coming back instead of just being like, ah, shit, we needed Korra. Right. No, we can still fix this. Like, why? Why did you need Korra? Come on, Fitz. Like, you've been gone for so long. Give me one of your, your monologues. Yeah. Like, give me one of your scientific rundowns, please. Mm -hmm. I've missed it. Yeah. And, and it just didn't seem like that would be the only... <sighs> it didn't seem like her, like, mystical power would be the only way in two universes to come up with a solution for updating the chroma chronicoms like it seems like that would be a thing the chronicoms could just do right don't they just have wi-fi why do they need corify yeah man like you could just put in it, it, we saw this in independence day really <laughs> yeah exactly why didn't they just use a like cd-rom or whatever they why used? didn't they just go get jeff goldblum <laughs> get the grandmaster to upload yeah uh to like, a virus did, didn't they use like a three and a half floppy or something in that movie uh or i don't think they? so i hope not oh my god <laughs> I can't so remember. Bad. I can't remember what they used in that movie, but it's like it, it's real old tech to log in. So <laughs> yeah, may, maybe they need something better. But I feel like Fitz would be better to come up with something like that than use like an Inhumans power. It just seems weird. Like it, I just wish that we had a. Like it seems weird enough that it needed a throwaway line to justify it, and they didn't give us a throwaway line to justify it. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, 
now though i want jeff goldblum with a bunch of floppies being like or, you know because it would it, it's a big enough program it has to be on multiple floppies so yeah so he's just he loading to be one finding the, the next one he didn't number them and they got scattered in the cockpit <laughs> oh no the yeah. em- w- w- what's the next Emp- empathy 76 is missing <laughs> you didn't number these things <laughs> i didn't think i'd need to yeah anyway uh, OA4 also says, at MCU cast, I also wonder if VJ Nadir was meant to be a part of the Inhuman show before that train wreck happened. Oh, yeah, that's a good call. Like, uh, he was mentioning that because we were talking last week about uh, VJ Nadir who fell into the ocean and then was never brought up again in S.H.I.E.L.D. He turned into a cocoon and then was never brought up again. Uh, that is actually a really good call because that wouldn't have been like a season or two before that. So maybe they were planting a seed for something that they never got to do because they failed miserably. Yeah. And if that's the case, if that's what they were setting up for, I'm okay with them not bringing that back. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one can stay at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that, that You know, it's, it, it's an open thread that they could pull, but it wasn't like there was a lot of um, unfinished business there, I guess. So now I'm seeing Nick Fury uh, saying, is there anything you can tell us about the Inhumans uh, story that we should know? And Captain America walking away with, you should have left it at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, OE4 also says, really liked your points on weight and emotion. I think I tend to feel a good amount of emotion for what's happening and project it to how the characters on screen must feel. So maybe that gives me rose colored glasses watching the show, but thanks for answering. Yeah, that's a, I love hearing that because I tend, I tend to be really analytical when I'm watching these things and like, I, I'm like, give me a reason to care. And I like to hear that 084 is like open hearted about, you know, like he's willing, just willing to care. You know, that's good. He also sent this article, and it was interesting. It's like a 1983 New York Times article. Yeah. And it's, it's I guess it's the actual New York Times article in 1983 about a power outage August 12th, which was the air date of the final episode, and it happened in 1983, and it's about a power outage in... In uh, in Midtown New York, I guess. Yeah, and it's just Midtown like, Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I don't I don't know that that tracks with where they were, but they did cause a power outage at the base. So, like, is that what this is about? Well, no. Uh, Deke um, Deke channeled the all of the energy of, oh. of 1983 New York. Oh, that's super fun. That's right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I was trying to remember what other thing they used the power for. Yeah. They channeled the power grid. So, yeah, apparently they were basing that very small detail on a, on a like thing that actually happened in Manhattan on the date of the episode dropping in, in the year that the episode occurs. So, like, that's really weird and fun and a weird connection. And I don't know how 084 found it. Uh, I'm, I, that's, that's impressive. That's cool. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, that's really awesome. Holy uh, crap. Wow. <laughs> it's real, you guys. It's real. It's all it's real. It's a documentary. Deke is this universe's shield. Yeah. Like, Shield has been destroyed, which probably means Captain America never got pulled out. He's still there. We got to go get him. Yeah. <laughs> He's really cold. Our universe is where the Avengers never formed for 
whatever reason. Yeah, Shield and wasn't around. Oh yeah, Shield wasn't around. T- Tony Stark's dad was probably in one of the Shield bases. So oh, maybe man. Shield is being run in our world by Deke. No, never mind. Then I, then I would know who the Deke Squad is. <laughs> I'd be covering Deke Squad songs all the time. You would. You yeah, would for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Steven Bramowitz says, guys, I think the reveal of the Colson Academy brings the agents up to just before the snap. It has to be because Sword is out there with Guardians and Thor and Yo-Yo is Street Justice like Daredevil and Luke Cage. Also, how S.H.I.E.L.D. can be up on a helicarrier without Fury, meaning it's one of the fleet before Civil War. They were supposed to have filled in gaps with Black Widow, so I'm thinking they knew that in 2019 when this was sketched out. Thoughts? Hmm. I I, I don't well, think so. I don't think so. Mostly, the, 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 okay, the, uh, taking these things one at a time, uh, it being before the snap could make sense because they could say that all of this happened, um, you know, all that stuff with Thanos or Thanos is coming from two seasons ago, season five. You, you could uh-huh. say you could say that was the villain lying, which is really my only headcanon for that is that villain was just lying to try to threaten them to try to get Hydra to give power to this, uh, you know, Cree cabal or whatever. The fact that Nick Fury wasn't there doesn't really mean much because in this part of the world, um, uh, Fury is no longer director. He gave director over to uh, Coulson and Coulson gave it to Mac. So uh, I think that's just the reason he's on the helicarriers. That's just Mac actually activating a new shield. Now, what does that mean for the universe? If this is the prime universe, which is very questionable at this point, um, does that mean shield exists again in like a full formed way? Like, are there helicarriers up in the air regularly again? After the events of uh, Winter Soldier, you know, um, so I don't think it makes sense because that's the thing. If this was um, right before the snap, there was no shield, or like, like at least not in any in any big form. So, like, why would there be helicarriers? You know, yeah, there was at least one helicarrier left over for Age of Ultron. Right, one that we know of. One and that we know of. It seemed, at least based on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, it seemed like that was like a hard thing to do. Like it wasn't, he's like, we got something cooked up to help our friends. Like it's like a thing that wasn't regular for S.H.I.E.L.D. It looks like they just had like one left. <laughs> Anybody got any spare helicarriers laying around? Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, it could be pre-snap. I think that's true. But being back to before Civil War... No, Helicarrier without Fury. Um, yeah, it being one of the fleet and before Civil War, I don't know. That that doesn't seem to track. Mm. So I was trying to remember if, um, if the Helicarrier that was in Age of Ultron, because that came after Winter Soldier, and Winter Soldier involved Helicarriers with uh, Stark Repulsor technology, well, but those only three, and they were all destroyed. That was Project Insight. Right, it was only three of them. They were all destroyed. I was trying to remember if the the other helicarrier was like the old the old turbine style, because I remember the one that Mac was on was the old turbine style. Yeah, I, I think we have to assume that's the actual helicarrier from Age of Ultron. I think at least that's it. unless there are more out there. 
Well, let me see. Let me go to Hulu now. <laughs> yeah, check the check the serial numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm checking the. It's actually not not a bad idea at all. <laughs> yep. At this point, we are not sure that our shield universe that they end up in has is the universe of the movies. And oh, uh, someone else had a great. Um, piece of feedback about this actually it cuts to the next or it cuts back to the to the bar before it settles on a uh or before it brings in what looks to be a serial number of any sort but it looks very much like the the one in age of ultron right and i don't know if that's just because that's the model they had or whatever the standard yeah yeah like that's the way they get printed, duh. Anyway, I don't think we. I just don't think we know at this point, and it kind of depends on what they do <gasps> in the future. What it is? It is the same. It's yeah. It's number sixty four on the side. Nice. Go team. We solved it. Go team. It is. We got the it. The helicarrier that is still left over. That's that's cool. I dig it. That's some deep continuity right there. I love it. They couldn't get Fury back, but they got they got his car. What? <laughs> His, oh right, just, just 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 a joke. His ride is a better a better way of putting it. Oh here here we go. It was I just spent all that time just so so the podcast knows we just basically paused for five minutes while he was looking for that and I was looking for this piece of feedback. Turns out that piece of feedback is literally the next one in line and I just missed it. <laughs> awesome. So this is the feedback I was talking about. I don't think I don't know if it holds up now that I think about it, but here we go. Nathaniel Mlynar says, I believe hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale took place in 1983 before jumping one more time. Here's the Triskelion being built or being rebuilt in 1989 from the Ant-Man opening shot. I'm starting to think that, that alternative, alternative AOS timeline is the MCU timeline as we know it. That is possible, and it is like it does get destroyed, and then in 1989 we see it being built in Ant Man. But there's also a, lo- a line in one of the early episodes where Coulson says the Triskelion has already been built; they're ahead of schedule. So like they already kind of called out the fact that the Triskelion shouldn't have existed in 1983. Yeah. So it, it basically. They've left themselves tons of room to wiggle around by making it multiverse. And so we just have no idea which universe is the real one and which one is not. And if we if we assume that guy was lying in uh, season five, then Kovas. Yeah, yeah. Kovas was lying in season five. Then like it literally just could be anything at any time. Like they've really left themselves lots of wiggle room. The only, the only thing they've done that's like really strictly against it was letting Kovas say that, uh, which does just really suck. But I, I, yeah. I, I just have yep. to assume that it was, it was a lie or he was wrong or whatever. Yeah. Apparently there's, um, there's extra footage that was cut that, um, that covers, you know, how agents of shield or how the series, uh, was affected by the snap. And, um, I signed the petition to, yeah, me too. You know, to get the snap cut. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want the snap cut real bad. I, it sounds like they just wanted to leave themselves. So yeah, we are going to cover that in the news tomorrow, but yeah, there is apparently we'll talk more about we'll, it. We'll talk more about it on tomorrow's episode. Uh, but like, apparently there was a connection and it was cut from the actual, uh, so there was there was apparently a connection to the snap and it explained how this fits in with the snap, but it was cut. And I have a feeling they did that so that they could leave themselves room in case 
in case in the future Kevin Feige does something else that completely conflicts with their TV show, <laughs> they can just be like, oh, it's that's a separate universe. That's why we were in the separate universe in the last ep- episode. You know, like they, this was all a separate universe. Now, now they've got this Deke universe that could still be a connection to the real universe or like the, the MCU while uh, allowing the, MC, the the shield to be this like sort of proto universe. I don't know that like maybe even started it all kind of thing by creating a spinoff universe anyway. Yeah. So, so they basically just left themselves a little wiggle room. So I, I as much as I want to see what they were going to do to connect it to the snap, cause I'd like to know what they were thinking. It seems like they cut it because they want to in six years from now, still be able to go like, yeah, the shield show still happened, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Totes, it's still there. It totally happened. It's just in a slightly you know, askew universe, and we connected it to the MCU with that Deke thing. <laughs> it's MCU adjacent. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, so Rob Douglas had just finished Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., loved it. Such a send-off. And putting all those pieces together, the things you guys called, Flint and Piper, Jenna, Gemma, rather. There have been so many failed finales, I was worried, but this was truly fantastic. Spoilers, Matt and Jeff, you guys called it that Sousa would try, but Deke would actually be the one to stay behind and sacrifice for the timeline. And he put sacrifice in quotes. In true S.H.I.E.L.D. fashion, they did not abandon the new timeline to the Chronicoms, and they found a truly S.H.I.E.L.D.-worthy solution in redeeming all of them. And Korra? I've been meaning to mention before that sometimes I'd listen to your podcast after seeing the next episode and begin to think that the writers use the time stream to listen to you guys before writing every episode. <laughs> the, the way they'd almost directly answer questions in your recap in the very next episode. I'm also super glad I went back and watched the finale of six this week before this came out. Uh, it made the explanation hit me right in the feels. Love the show. Thank you for being our guides through it. At least something good came out of 2020. <laughs> thank you, Rob. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, thank you for thinking <laughs> that we call things well. Uh, I think that's sometimes true. 2020 killed S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, 2020 has been awful. <laughs> yeah, 2020 has been awful. And yeah, you're right. That's one more thing that 2020 has taken away from us. <laughs> Um, there are way, there are way, way more serious things, but that is one more. Yep. Don't love Just it. Another. Don't love it. That's the straw that broke my back. <laughs> the loss of shield. Like, yep. Oh, so, that's so offensive. <laughs> hundreds, sorry. Hundreds of thousands dead, but the loss of shield. That's what broke me. <laughs> yeah. That's when I decided to strike. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, no, seriously though. I'm real sad. And me too, man. Me too. I don't know if you can tell. I'm I'm not a I'm not my chipper self. Like when I was naming this the file that I'm recording on right now, mm-hmm. I like I was originally like out of habit, I typed AOS. And yep. I was like, oh, it's not. It's not that. But it is. It is. It's, it's the last one. I mean, one. it's AOS feedback. Enjoy enjoy this final enjoy this final not feedback the same, Matt. It's not the same. You're right. It's not the same. It's true. Joshua Bell said to us, my all-time favorite moment in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is when Deke gets drunk and arrested and Sky, Daisy Quake, whatever her name was, goes to get him out pretending that he is mentally ill and she's his caretaker. <laughs> she was absolutely hysterical in that scene. Yeah, I, that is that is a classic uh, 
Deacon Daisy scene. Yeah. Remember when he left lemons on her bunk? Oh. He left. And you remember the, um, the girl that he started going out with that looked a lot like her? Yeah, I do. Really, really Did funny. Did you know that that person, the, the actor playing the part of Sequoia, is actually the showrunner, Marissa Tankerowen? No, I didn't. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I discovered that recently. and was like, what? Why haven't we talked about this? That's really neat. You know, seven years of S.H.I.E.L.D., I still haven't learned to say her name. Tankerowen? Tankerowen. I mean, it doesn't matter anymore, I guess. I know. I just thought I'd learned it on the last episode. Yeah. Uh, I've just I've just let you say it every time for seven thank years. You. <laughs> That's, I mean, that, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Haley Power said to us, what a great ending to one of our favorite stories. It's not often we get a satisfying series finale to shows, so I give props to the creative team of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for that. I enjoyed so much of these final two episodes. My absolute favorite moment was May busting in from the ceiling announcers announcing herself as the cavalry. I absolutely fist bumped and screamed F yeah, but with the real expletive when that happened. <laughs> Because that was rad. John Garrett getting shot in the head actually shocked me. And then when Victoria Hand stepped out, it was so satisfying. The 084 business had me smiling throughout, especially when I realized that that was what would bring Fitz into the show and sweet Deke choosing to be left behind tugged at my heartstrings. My biggest issue with this whole season has actually been with the Chronicoms. In Season 6, it was really difficult to take a Chronicom down, especially with hand-to-hand combat. Then all of a sudden in this season, that wasn't the case so much. Meh. Not that big of a deal and, you know, plot. Everyone got a good ending, and I do think this leaves things open for the future. There's more to discuss, but I'll stop here knowing this conversation will continue for a while. Thanks to you guys and all of your awesome work on this podcast. Love you guys 300. Oh, that's very funny. Uh, thank you, Haley. Uh, (laughs) Haley Hobbs. Um, yeah, uh, love you guys 300. (laughs) You were somewhere in the low 300s, man. Like, I feel like we, you know, we just got downgraded to 10% of the previous love we were receiving. It's probably because we lost Agents of Shield. I understand. It hurt us all in different ways. <laughs> I used to love your show 3000, but no more Shield? Eh, we'll give you 300. Uh, we'll, so we'll see how it goes. Um, no, yeah, I, 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 li- I liked everything Haley said here. Uh, lots of uh, just awesome stuff and awesome references. And I we haven't talked about it much, but that has annoyed me too. The Chronicom business, where like, I, I, especially actually in this last episode, there's a scene where there, there've been a number of times where superpowered people fought the Chronicoms and it was fine. I was like, okay, she's got superpowers. quake, quake powers, superpowers, whatever. Uh, but there was one scene in the final episode where May just like takes down a bunch of Chronicoms all at once. <laughs> and I, I mean, was like, Mac uh, does the same thing. Oh yeah. 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 There's one point where Mac is just like going toe to toe with one of them. And I'm like, but how though? Yeah. Because Mac, <laughs> That's it. I mean, and because, it's May, because Mac has super strength, you can see it. Yeah, you just see his super strength, and but and and they all are like they're all these larger than life characters. But it does kind of strain unbelievability, and like the whole idea is that the the Shield agents are supposed to be kind of normal people, <laughs> and like it's it's how are these normal people being affected by this craziness in the world? And like 
Yeah, they they just kind of left that left that alone for the last couple episodes. In, yeah, literally the last season, but they they weren't really consistent with it because there were other times when like they were very hard to take down. I guess you could say maybe they're different kinds of chronicoms. Okay, yeah, that's my uh, that's my head canon. Maybe it was like the hunters are really hard to take down, but maybe like regular chronicoms on the ship are not so much. You know, like they're like human no. levels of strength. Yeah, I don't know. No. Just throwing it out there. Just I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it either. It's headcanon is never is not always pleasant, but it, it gets us through the day, you know? <laughs> gotta, yeah. gotta go work on the old headcanon minds, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough not having shield around so that you can flex that headcanon muscle. It's true. It's You're gonna atrophy. <laughs> Oh no! No, don't worry. I'll, I'll start watching. There's other shows. I'll start watching the DC Universe or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's too much. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna break it. I thought I had a good head cannon muscle. It was not this strong. <laughs> not like this. Not like, not like this. <laughs> oh, man. just teasing. I'm actually really excited about DC stuff. Like some of the stuff coming out from Fandom sounds really great, and I like that they're just gonna embrace the multiverse. And like do some do some neat things with neat individual movies, you know? Yeah, I heard that Batfleck is coming back uh, in the the Flash movie, and freaking Michael Keaton, like that's super freaking badass. Michael Keaton, freaking Keaton, man. <laughs> I want, I I really want that. Like that is super cool. I feel like there's a way to like put freaking Keaton into a song. Yeah, for sure. It's the freaking Keaton baby. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like instead of freaking weekend, give me that Batman. <laughs> yeah. I should write, write a, how excited I am about Batfleck and Keaton being in that thing. Do it. Yeah. You should do that. That's the next album from the garage. Yeah. Just, just all about that one thing being, yep. I'm going to write an album about fan, uh, the DC fandom this week. And that's, that's going to be my entire album. <laughs> I, I know. At least an EP. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I see it coming. I read the time stream. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break for a word from uh, from the uh, ads that we don't have control over. What do we got up next on the feedback? Tim Brown says, I also gave it the fisheye with the whole Chronicoms getting empathy thing. But then after rewatching the last four episodes for fun and reflecting how a person may gain empathy and a super advanced Chronicom in conjunction with May's power working in concert with each other just may work differently. They don't have to necessarily go through the same emotional paths with the same time frames to process and learn feelings that humans do. See, they can learn so many other things so rapidly. Who's to say that with May doing her flood of emotions on them the way she did, they could not pick up, learn, and soak it all in in much the same way? Humans most often kind of have to walk in another person's shoes to even begin to understand or relate and have empathy. But you know, Chronicoms may be able to just take in some things and just, you know, on their own all the way with it. <laughs> when it comes to pure knowledge, it's traditional in fiction and media that computers and AI always do this, but maybe Chronicoms can do that when learning any concept. I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but I have it straight in my head. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it as headcanon. I do. There's only one thing that, that, that hurts that headcanon, and that's the sentence that he says, which is, I am... I am a friend, as I have always been. No, you weren't. You were coming to kill us. 
like literally 20 seconds ago you were you were aiming to kill it is very possible they download an empathy patch and they were like oh we're empathetic now of course we're a friend we're here we're here as friends we would like to be friends something like there's all kinds of sentences you could have said there that would have like made that work but saying we are friends i am a friend as i have always been is is not empathy that's just like forgetting what you were doing 20 seconds ago you know what would have been better for that what's that man i just i just figured out a way to make all of this work especially that line please if if may had in her hands a module that contained a recent download of uh, of enoch's personality yeah absolutely if she somehow downloaded enoch to all these people then suddenly there's just every chronicom is an enoch yeah they're all enoch it has its own issues from like a like just destroy and that's more violent honestly than it seems like so it sounds not violent but like copying over an entire species with with the person that you want them to be is is its own kind of violence you know what i mean yeah <laughs> but yeah. still destruction it's still like mass destruction of the chronicoms but i but i hear you that could that that makes that line work yeah so like he they, they were they were trying to give us an enoch callback with that line instead of like making it make sense in the moment um, right they, they could have had them say something like a friend I would like to be a friend, you know, like something like that's still an Enoch callback. It's still cute, but like it, uh, it doesn't just like make no sense. I, right. I just, I just don't like when people put things in an episode that like, Hey, this would be a cool connection. And then they don't make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> like loose, loose connections are bad. Yeah. Sort of misconnections. I, I need to, that's what I do in, Right, I put those in the newspaper all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played at your wedding. This connection. <laughs> I played at your wedding. <laughs> Give me a call if things don't work out. Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel like we had a real connection. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Ariana Riva says hi, y'all. Thanks so much for the great podcast. Started listening just in time for the S.H.I.E.L.D. finale and wish I had found you earlier. I don't know many people IRL who are willing to talk about Marvel stuff in depth, so it's awesome to be able to listen in on your conversations. I was wondering, in the final goodbye scene, the briefcase that Matt gives Colson contains the keys to Lola, but also something else. Is it just meant to be unidentified tech, or is it a reference to something from the show? Thanks in advance. This has been bothering me. I... I thought that was the toolbox. Was it the toolbox or was I just totally wrong? I don't remember. I, I saw it and I thought it was the toolbox from season one. Uh, and then I, I, I kept meaning to go back and actually look at that uh, moment, but I never did. So maybe I'll just do that right now. Yeah, I'm doing that right now. He opens the case. We see what looks like Fury's toolbox because it's a, it's a cube. Okay, yeah. See, that's what, that's what I thought, but I, I will say I, I was not sure. And I don't really know, even now, I don't really know for sure that the... Yeah, it is, you're pretty sure it is the, full, the toolbox then? Yeah, I think so. I, so I don't know why he gave him Fury's toolbox. Like, it did, did they just... Did they now have all the information they need, and now Coulson is like this forever uh, robot version of a like possible director that can like pick up the slack if everything ever goes to shit again. Actually, I don't know this. Um, 
like, like I'm looking at a different image of the of the toolbox, and the toolbox is a lot more square or a, a lot more like sharp angular corners, and the cube that he had in his briefcase doesn't look the same. Oh wait, is that Colson's button? It is. It's Colson's button. Oh, it's Colson's off button. Yeah. And he says, I can die anytime I want, or I can turn myself oh, yeah, off anytime I, power I want. Down anytime I want to. So that's what that is. And it, and it says, like, let me, it, it, in a previous episode, he says, let me, let me press it myself. That's what it is. Thank, yeah. Thank you for asking, Ariana, because I, I meant to ask that last thing, because I, I saw a cube and I assumed it was Fury's toolbox, but I never went back and looked at the image. Now looking at it, that is definitely his button. His on button, his on off button. That's 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 cool. They gave him they gave him the ability to turn himself off when he feels like it, but he doesn't have to anytime soon. He says, "Yeah, man, that's that's beautiful. It's almost poetic. Yeah, kind of dark, kind of beautiful, kind of dark." <laughs> All right, so Andre Sparks said, Hey guys, got a few things for you. Cora's power is hinted at in the episode where she controlled her power to break down the firewall at the lighthouse. She didn't burn the wall. So that was the hint that she can control or harness energy. As for Daisy healing, I think she was just warming her energy or warming her up with energy. The writers just wanted it subtle so we would be surprised at her usefulness in the end. Secondly, there is talk that they could be doing secret wars. This means if they did secret Wars with Beyonder, they could pull heroes from different timelines. So Daisy and Coulson could make movie debuts. I was told that Secret Wars is where Daisy made her comics debut. Thoughts? Lastly, I read rec- or I recently read an article where showrunners confirmed that Agents of Shield is in the main MCU universe, and they even had a scene mentioning the snap, but it was cut due to time. So that made me have hope for future crossovers. Hope to get Falcon and Winter Soldier trailers soon. Keep up the good work, guys. Ah, thank you very much, Andre. Um, okay, yeah, a few things. Uh, to attack on these things kind of one at a time. Chorus powers, yes, I think they were hinted at, but, and I may have to, I'd have to go back and listen to the actual dialogue, but I thought when she sent her energy into the wall, she was just, f- like, frying their power grid or something. I didn't think she was actually, like, going in and breaking down a firewall. I thought she was frying their power grid so that Sybil could break down the firewall. That's how I took it, anyway. Um, but I may be wrong. Maybe it was, maybe she was, like, really controlling the energy to take down a firewall. Yeah, it just, it just seems like that's more like hacking. Like, that'd be a power that she, she is Sky's sister, I guess. <laughs> No, maybe she's, maybe she's the hacker, you know, stop trying to headcanon that Matt. <laughs> Things like that didn't exist. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Like she's not a technopath, which is kind of what it seemed like that that version of that is saying. And I think that's like they're just giving her this super broad set of powers by having her do as much as she does in the end energy she just does anything with energy and since matter is also energy uh she does anything like i I don't know i i i i just feel like it could have been fine if they'd given it like a couple of lines of dialogue here or there to give her reasons for the way she was doing it and people keep bringing up her giving her power it may be more of the other feedbacks that we have left but her trying to revive jia ying a few episodes ago with her energy but like that was a specific thing that her mother could do. That's her mother's power, not her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she was begging her to take her energy. She's like, take mine, please yeah, take, take my energy. energy. And like 
Daisy does not have that power, so using it on her, it's not the same as using it on Ying. So, like, it just, those two ways they use her powers, the whole, the whole, it just, if it's your whole plan for the season, I just feel like it should have been a little more defined in the process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I agree, but, but I've been over it. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it, but I just, you know, people are defending it throughout, and I totally get it. I want to defend it. I just can't think of a reasonable way, because, like, they just, honestly, it just needed a line. Like, all the stuff, all the problems I have with this episode, which are only a couple, just needed, like, a line of dialogue to fix them or whatever, and they just didn't yeah. take the time to do that, and they kind of annoys me, but, but I'm past it. I'm past it. Uh, <laughs> clearly. Are you? Clearly. Are you sure? Clearly, fully past it. Um <laughs> what do you think of uh daisy the possibility of phil and daisy showing up in secret wars man i you know i love the idea of them doing secret wars and having like all of the different universes coming together and everything i just i don't know that they're there yet uh to do it the the way that secret wars needs to be done because secret wars had like a whole lot that went into it a whole lot of universes coming together um Rather, the the more recent Secret Wars had a whole lot coming together. Uh, the first one was just you know a bunch from the main universe. Um, I just I don't I don't know that we're there because like you know there was Age of Ultron was in a different universe. Technically, Marvel Zombies was in a different universe, but those two were in the recent Secret Wars. They were like different sections. There was a Thor core where there were a bunch of different Thors. Uh, who were a, basically a police force. Doctor Strange was a sheriff. Like, there's a lot that that has to be lined up to make that happen. And if they were to make a, a Secret Wars movie now and include those characters, like, it would be something that's like a completely different story that they're just kind of making up. I mean, at least with Civil War, when they did Civil War, and it wasn't, you know, wasn't quite the scope that was the same as in the comics, there was still, like, the general idea was there of Captain America says, you know, don't govern us, and Iron Man is like, no, everybody needs to be registered. Yeah. I, I think that uh, it's more meta than what is in the universe. Like, I think that they could absolutely make it work in the universe and I would love to see it happen. But I think that the problem with getting these things to happen is that I don't think Feige really cares for it to. Right. And I think Feige is finally like taking responsibility for the TV side and, and starting to really like dig into it. And he kind of wants a fresh slate and not to constantly have to bring back people from, these other shows now defenders might be a different story because of how beloved it is, uh, particularly daredevil and Kingpin Punisher, Jessica Jones, like the, Luke Cage, like they're all really beloved. Iron fist, not so much. Um, but, but I, I could still, I could see them bring all the defenders in. Honestly. Uh, it's just a matter of, it's a matter of like, when you make a big movie, you want your, audience to be able to understand what's going on and the audience for these shows is much smaller than the audience for the movies and so it's just a practical thing that if they're going to be a major plot point then um it's just hard it's hard to do now if you were doing a secret wars i could absolutely see it like you see daisy and colson for a second or something like that you know like you that that is something they could do without much risk of like losing people you know yeah, if they were to be just a, a 
passing glimpse at them, it's yeah. fine. But if they were to be uh, a major character, you would have to have some sort of intro. Okay, I take it all back. Um, <laughs> I take it all back. If they, if 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 this is in a different universe, and Coulson showed up. And the people who watch these movies haven't seen Coulson since Avengers. And then our Avengers actually see Coulson for the first time. And he's like, yeah, I've, 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 I've been through a lot since you last saw me or something like that. And then it's just like a nod to us, but to them, it's just like, oh my gosh, Coulson's alive kind of thing. And I, I could see that working, especially in a multiverse story. Um, and Quake could just be his friend or something, <laughs> you know, but like, I don't know. It just, I just think that Feige has other plans and he wants to build out the universe in the way he wants to build it out from here on out. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't have high hopes for, uh, for agents of shield tying back in, in a real way anymore. Like there was a, there was a brief moment where I was like, Oh shit, they're going to do an announcement. They're going to go to Disney plus like, you know, everybody's made up. <laughs> You know, like we're all friends again. Yeah. We were and very excited. That just hasn't, that hasn't come to be. It's not materialized. I, I mean, and honestly, I see why, like even our podcast, like our podcast is the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. You would think that people that like follow our podcast, that subscribe to our podcast would be the kinds of people that would like would care about all these connections, but we get about half the downloads on shield episodes that we get on other things. Like a lot of our most hardcore people are like following everything, but, it, and there's also the thing where like people don't always watch it when it comes out. Some people wait till it drops on Netflix. Some people do all kinds of things, but like, there's just a lot less, there's just less interest in shield than there is in when we do, when we drop a movie, a, a, an episode where we're talking about a movie thing, in our title, we get double the downloads that we get from a shield episode. And like we cover shield cause we love it. And, and a lot of our hardcore like listenership loves it. But like we see even in our little edge of the universe that like people aren't as interested in shield and like, it just, it yeah. kind of sucks cause it was such a great show. Like even Ashley Coffin recently has said like, she doesn't watch agents of shield, uh, but she's going to whenever, whenever they all come out on a streaming platform, she's going to binge all of it. Right, right, yeah. And I'm like, you're missing out because, like, having having Turn, Turn, Turn happen after the Winter Soldier happened yeah. was mind-blowing. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely like, agreed. To, to not experience that in the moment the way it was intended is a disservice to, to you and S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. That, that, it just, I, I hate it because that was a pinnacle moment for this show. Like its connection to um, Winter Soldier and the way that they drew that connection through, like, and ha I mean, literally, the show comes out on a Thursday. The movie comes, or Tuesday, I think, back then. And then it, the movie came out on a Thursday. And then the next Tuesday, they had like, they had a little thing come up that said, if you spoiler alert for winter soldier, like, <laughs> like th this will ruin winter soldier. Like the confidence to have that happen. And I've just never seen anything like that on any, any show ever, you know? And man, I, I it's, it's such a mind blowing moment. And I think it's like, what, what really made shield work. And then they just never did it again. You know, they never not did to that, not to that scope. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, everything else was very much a small, nothing else they did in the big Avengers universe affected our team 
in any real substantive way ever again. Yeah, other than, like, there was mention of the Accords. Well, no, yeah, that's true. Now, they did have an entire season, actually, where the Accords were a big part of what they were doing. They were talking about the Accords constantly. They were always, like, they were trying to track down all these Inhumans, and a big part of that was because of the Accords. So, like, yeah, there's a little bit of that going on, I, I admit. But that still, like, didn't substantively really affect our characters. We don't have, I mean, we did have Quake was, like, a fugitive because of that to some degree. For that one season, bit. but like it was, <laughs> it was literally like an episode where she's just like a fugitive now, and then the next episode when they come back from the next season, she's just uh, she just joins the team again. Yeah, I don't know. It just it just it's a bummer that the thing that made this show work at its peak, which is that connection, they just stopped doing. And I, I don't think it's the show's fault. I think that Feige didn't want to share information like he used to uh, with the TV division, and. Yeah. Or yeah. he wasn't required to. Right, right. He got he got enough freedom to No, we're not gonna tell you what happens in Infinity War and it's like, come on. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Can you not trust a, a team of writers? And I guess the answer is no. I guess they just really and I get it. They they made the biggest series of movies ever. Twenty three freaking movies and they wanted to end it and not have that ending revealed. They did not want us to know about the five year time jump, you know? Yeah. And uh we didn't know about the five year time jump and it like messed up she messed up Shield's connection with the universe in a way that's hard to headcanon around. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's let's get these last couple feedbacks in. Andrew sent us an email about Chorus Power saying, Hi guys, my name is Andrew. I never write in, but I just listened to you guys talk about Chorus Powers for about thirty minutes. <laughs> the thing is they totally did show her trying to use her power the way she saved Daisy. When they show Cora her mother's uh, her mother's body, she says, take my energy, and she touches her mom the same way she touches Daisy in the finale. So it was very mildly defined as part of her power, but it was defined. I love the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though I would like a somewhat closer tie to the movies, but I'll take all the Quantum Realm stuff and say, close enough. Mm. I'm pretty sure we will not see any of these characters again. Only one I would be nervous betting against is Coulson. They bring him back, but, you know, with Tony and Steve gone, it really only makes sense for him to come back in a movie with Nick Fury, like in Captain Marvel. Maybe Captain Marvel 2, as I think that's the next time we really see Nick Fury other than in the end credit scenes. Anyway, I've been listening since you called it last week, Endgame, hmm. and I really enjoy the podcast keep enjoying that deep wet continuity true believers <laughs> <laughs> i i totally hear you andrew about Cora's power i just don't think that she uh i don't think they displayed that that was her power i think they displayed that, that was her mother's power which was her mother's power um and i don't think the, the thing about daisy like dying in space dying in space is like a super traumatic thing <laughs> like um and yeah, like, it's not just you're cold for a bit it's like you decompress yeah like it, it and they did the same thing with um other characters like uh star lord also does this very similar dying in, in or like getting close to death in space while he's holding Gamora and like that's not really what would happen like the the he's part celestial yeah that is that is totally fair um but yeah all, all that stuff I think that uh is possible reasons why it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that, that that's her power set like she basically just warmed her up I guess with energy if that's her power or or maybe she hacked because she's like she's a she's a biotechnopath yeah. <laughs> she's 
Life hack, use Cora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway, that, that that's another here or there. We're past it. Quit bringing it up, guys. <laughs> nah, man. Try, try to defend it all day. I'll, I'll, at this point, I'm entrenched. I, I also really love the Quantum Realm stuff. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, bringing the Quantum Realm in was like... That was the the way that has been established, uh, you know, in for all audiences. Um, everybody that uh, that watches these the show obviously watches the the movies. So, like, that's a it's a way that has been thoroughly discussed. That you know we are very familiar with to to say like, okay, they do have that anchor point. They brought him. They brought him across and then they're taking everybody back in a way that we all know is a way for them to get back to the original universe that they were in. You know, it's it's an established, you know, canonical method of time travel or, or multiverse travel uh, it, within the MCU. So you know, it, it was a good it was a good anchor. You know, it was a good way to yeah. to go ahead and reset them. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I like, I like, I like, I don't know. Just great. It's great to have any connection to the, the bigger universe. It would have been cool if like somehow we found out he did work with them or something like building it, you know, but, yeah. uh, or like somehow got even just mentioning that he came across old Hank Pym tech or old, someone who used to work for shield or something like that. I found some, some schematics and you know, that from someone who used to work for shield and realized I could use it this way or so it would, it would have been nice, but just having it having that connectivity that the quantum realm looked so similar you know so it was super cool yeah like the the technology looks similar and then when they were when they were dragging the ships through yeah it looked it looked like the quantum realm from exactly uh, ant-man and the wasp i want to go through and look for little tiny cities and stuff yeah <laughs> yep yep i wonder if there's um Mm, sorry i wonder if there's a, a point where we see the wasp flying through yeah right oh that'd be like so cool flitting around that would be super cool because it would have been uh this would have been the, 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 the well they left the year like whatever 83 and they end up in 2020 i we well we don't know 2018 yeah, the time works different down there yeah exactly well they, they would have had to gone through a time vortex <laughs> to make that happen Watched a whole video. Uh, do you watch new rock stars at all? No. Oh man, watched a whole video on like what they think is coming soon to MCU, which I, I like. I, I don't want to like steal all their theories and stuff, but like just some of the Ant Man stuff and some of the like the kind of stuff they think is coming uh, is cool. I dig it. I'm excited. And they, they had a lot to do with the time realm. They, they, and one of the things they talked about on this video they posted yesterday was a. Uh, was how like why did Janet Van Dyne age, but uh, Ant Man did not in in the the realm in the quantum realm, and basically mm -hmm. they were like she says to avoid time vortexes because that's that's what he did he ended up going through a time vortex and time vortexes are different than the quantum realm and they go into real deep detail about all that stuff it's super fun it was just it's fun I'll I'll post it in the uh, Stranded Panda chat on Facebook too so do it do it oh I, yeah. I'll do that. So y'all check out the Stranded Panda chat on Facebook and uh, it'll, it'll be there. Do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. Last one. Drew Grek says how shield connects with Thanos. Hi, Matt and Jeff. I found this shield MCU theory on Reddit. Let me know what you think. 
I have a theory regarding the last two seasons of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s placements, timeline-wise, within the MCU in a way that fixes the quote-unquote snap problem. What if the entire main cast was dusted shortly after season five's ending? They were brought back when, when Hulk snaps fingers in 2023, and season six starts a year after that. I honestly think that this could make the most sense out of every possibility that people have been speculating about. As we know, season six starts out with the one year later tag, and this is the only problem I could see interfering with my theory because it implies that it's been one year since we last saw them being 2018, but that could be overlooked as we do with Spider-Man Homecoming's eight years later tag. Uh, it would give the agents a legitimate reason to not go out of their way to reference the snap as... All they would have experienced was turning to dust, blacking out, and waking back up. Uh, it wouldn't have really affected them personally at all. Sure, they would have acknowledged it at first off-screen, but then they moved on and got back to the mission at hand. I'm thinking that when Daisy mentions that they've been searching for Fitz for a year, they started when they were brought back, meaning that Season 6 takes place in late 2024. It would also make more sense with the world looking more alive by the prologue at the end of Season 7, but by then it would be mid-late 2025 and people would have already started getting back to somewhat normal by then. If I'm missing or forgetting anything here, like the year 2019 being specifically mentioned in Season 6, please let me know in the comments, but I think that I may be onto something here. Thanks for checking this out, Drew. So, this theory has the exact same flaw... That, that a very common theory has is just, well, maybe just the team wasn't dusted. Because it's 50% of all life. Like, the odds that the entire team was was not dusted are the same as the odds the entire team was dusted. <laughs> you know, it's like the same probability problem. And the... Yeah. So, if you have 50%, the odds that two people didn't get dusted is like a 25% chance. And it continues to go down and down and down and closer to a 0% chance. And the idea that all of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. characters didn't get dusted uh, it is... And then that they're searching for fits and they wouldn't have had a discussion about, we're searching for fits. I wonder if he got dusted or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they would have been searching for him not knowing if he had... Uh, he'd been out there five years or if he'd been out there one year, you know what I mean? Like yeah. th that to, to me, that doesn't really solve the same problem that it, it presents the same problem that the other thing presents, which is what, what would happen? Why, how do we know they just, none of them got dusted because it's incredibly improbable based on how the Thanos snap worked supposedly. But also the, the world around the, the characters looked, uh, kind of post-apocalyptic, you know? Yeah, like when um, when we saw Clint as Ronan, you know, tearing through a city, or tearing through the, the Yakuza, uh, the city around him looked just trashed. Because, you know, there was nobody there to clean up, or there was basically all of everything left over from half of all life going away. Hmm. And, you know, it, it looked pretty well desolate so that sort of thing not being presented you know to the characters is like kind of an oversight if that were the case and if they didn't address it in any way then it's like a real bad oversight and if they were on earth they were in the zephyr most of the time in that season so if they were to be blipped 
the Zephyr would have continued moving forward, you know, until it ran out of fuel and then crashed. And then they would all have blipped back in on the ground because, you know, that's, that's what, that was the head cannon or whatever for Hulk bringing everybody back, Dr. Banner bringing everybody back. Like they would have been on the ground and been like, Oh no, where's the Zephyr? Yeah. Yeah. Or if it was in space, it's even worse because how did he bring back everybody in space? Yeah, and it's also the, the, like Shield. As as we've seen, Shield now has multiple teams running around the world. Like it's not just this small team anymore. Um, with the introduction of people like Piper and Davis, like they also introduced some other characters throughout these seasons. Like Shield is rebuilding all over the world. Like I don't know. It just seems like this would be mentioned. <laughs> Yeah. Or, or, or or the the entire universe is affected. So even though they spend a lot of the season in space, it seems like they'd have those conversations. I don't know. It it it, it like it it works as well as the other theory works. That's that's as far as I'll say it. Like <laughs> not well, <laughs> not well. But like sure, like that is a headcanon for it. But it's not any better than maybe none of them disappeared. But like, it's the same. <laughs> yeah. It's the same basic problem. Yeah. But um, but anyway, well, that felt like a downer way to end our shield discussion. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know why. It's just I, 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 you know, obviously, I appreciate that everybody wants to fix the small problems. They're all small problems. This has been a really great show. Yeah, you know? I agree. You know, except for Izel. <laughs> yeah, the the season. <laughs> it's 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 sad to me that season six was a down point for it. I think I think that was the low point of the series, probably. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree that season six uh, overall. Season six is my least favorite season. Yep, me too. Season four being like pinnacle shield for me. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think this might be pinnacle shield for me. I think season seven with the few small problems I have with the final episode, like it's still like season seven is great. Really, really great. So, uh, guys, uh, we'll be back in a day or so with more Marvel Cinematic Universe talk, uh, a little less S.H.I.E.L.D.-focused, and we're going to talk about some of the news and some of the things. Actually, some of the news is S.H.I.E.L.D.-based, so come come hang out with us. Um, and, uh, by the way, as I've been mentioning all the, at the end of the cast, as my little plug at the end, I have a new album, uh, 22 songs total, double album, uh, that you can get a copy of at strandedpanda.com slash new album. Uh, I would really appreciate it. Um, trying to learn to make a, make a different kind of living these days with, uh, with music, uh, because music isn't happening in public right now. So if you, uh, if you have a chance and you want to support geeky music, I got a double album and, um, uh, I just had a song drop today, uh, called welcome to the world. Uh, check it out on welcome to the world by the garage on whatever streaming service you use, because that is going to be the secret track on one of the double albums. So it's kind of fun, uh, but it's out now. Uh, today like i woke up this morning it was out i was like posted all over the internet and dave wrote me he's like yeah i find that when i post in the middle of the night people don't really see my post and i was like oh me too this is useless um i just am excited (laughs) 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 all these posts no no one's gonna see them and the only reason some of it got one of them got seen because people started posting about political things on it (laughs) oof yeah they for, for some freaking reason they started posting political things it had nothing to do with my song and so it just like devolved into like a 20 comment thread about politics and i was like that i was like also guys check out my new song 
<laughs> anyway, strandpanda.com slash new album. Show some love over there. Uh, and we'll, I guess we'll be back. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, strandedpanda.com for all the podcasts. And um, yeah, patreon.com slash mcucast if you want to support the show. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you.